You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. The C word with Callista. Welcome back to the C word. You're with me, Callista, and this is the season finale. We're on. Episode 10 of season 2. I can't believe we've been through two whole seasons and I couldn't end a season without having a, one of my most creative colleagues. <laughs> he's he's going to go into all his um humble mode but don't believe him because he is this multi-talented guy. He can do anything and everything you ask him to and anything and everything you don't ask him to. Kyanu. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I could do everything except for TikToks like Calista 50 transitions in a month. No, nope, not that. That I can't do that. Neither can I. I'm only on transition 5. So. <laughs> And she's succeeding at least. The hits team would have to bug me all the time. Kenu, did I ask you for a TikTok 2 weeks ago? Oh, sorry, sorry. Kalista, they haven't asked yet. She will send 5 already up front. That's her. But you know why? Because Kenu is so busy. So if you don't know Kenu is the host of Hits Nights, which is the exact opposite show of my show which is Hits Days. Mm-hmm. We don't get to cross paths a lot because there's another show in between us, but That's now right. is my time to grill him because he has so much going on in his life I cannot keep up. Please tell me how many hours do you have in a day? <sighs> I don't even know anymore to be honest. I feel like I don't have enough hours to be honest with you. Uh yeah, because you're doing so many things at once. That's a problem. I feel like that's kind of a problem because I just cannot sit still. And no, I don't think I have ADHD, guys. I checked I took several tests but it's just like a habit of mine. I don't know why since I was a kid I can't stay still. You could put me in an open house and I can't stay still. It's not mine. Let's say Kalista's Chinese New Year open house. I'll be there, okay? And then I'll be like, "Oh my god, Auntie Wailing, how have you been?" I have seen this firsthand. We actually one of our <gasps> first events together, yeah, we went right. to an Astro It was a Raya open, right? open house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my oh god. Oh my gosh. Ken was like, "Oh, oh, teman me, teman me." So I'm like following him around and he's just going over to everyone. "Oh, hi. Welcome. Did you find your seat? The food looks so good." He doesn't even introduce himself. He's <laughs> just like assuming as if everyone knows who I am, Ken. Palais right in my open house. It's Astro's open house. Who did I think I was? That was <laughs> first introduction to Kianu and it was yeah it's like a crash course when you know Kianu you either know everything about him or you know nothing at all and brilliant brilliant point i i kind of missed the days that you first joined hits because i felt like we spent so much time together and we we were always talking about something random you're right and now we you were my first friend Kalista you were my yes. first friend those were the <laughs> I was days so of everyone <laughs> we had so much fun though and i used to bully him because he never wants to eat lunch with me god I'll be Because, rushing God knows where I was rushing to but I was just rushing exactly but now I know you more I kind of understand it because you've got so many things going on like okay you host hits nights and then you're always okay. hosting yeah. some yeah. events somewhere and right. then you got your TV things that are going on right. and then how many shows online do you have right now so I have my weekly talk show Kiano as one show that's on Instagram live mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's on Saturday and Sunday I don't know why I don't even leave any days <laughs> off that's Saturday and Sunday night and then I have a digital show called Her TV and then I what else do I have I have that 20s show another podcast on mm-hmm. shock as well oh yeah I have one more thing called 9 to 5 that's an IG live show where I talk to different industry professionals you know mm-hmm. so I explore my uncle sides and then my millennial side is on hits you know his english know side that. his malay side malay side yes <laughs> yes yes that's right I still cannot speak mandarin so that one not yet explore yet but yeah you got so many 
things going on? How do you think of all these like ideas? Because, okay, I'm kind of like you, right? Like, I also don't know how to sit still. And I feel like the pandemic yeah. wasn't good for either. Well, pros and cons, <sighs> la. like the pandemic, I feel made us both want to do so many more things. But in yes. the process, we've kind of, we've reached workaholic status. Mode. I feel like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you are definitely like levels above me on that. But that's just because you have so many talents. Like, I just think of like mm. what to do and I pass it along. You host you come up with the ideas you film you edit you produce shows for other people you produce the whole music video for your friend you come up with <laughs> oh my gosh going out with Keanu is a nightmare because like he will play games constantly like even if you you don't want to play even if you have no idea who else is in the room <laughs> he, will, he will know how to like link you up like it's just I don't know like you are non-stop I, I just don't don't get it like how I have one person to thank about this I don't know if I should thank him or I should like get angry at him but it's Ryan Seacrest okay so okay. he has always been known as the busiest man in Hollywood and since mm-hmm. I was a kid I think that was the year when I watched American Idol and I didn't bother about the contestants Kalista I just wanted to watch Seacrest I was like oh my god like when they were singing, I was like, faster finish. I want to see Seacrest. I want to see Seacrest. I just liked how sharp he was. Mm-hmm. I like how he was always dapper in his suits and his hair was always on fleek. And then I Googled up about him. I remember like religiously following his Wikipedia page. Back then, we couldn't really stalk like Instagram profiles, guys. But that was why, I think, because he was always very busy. And I had this like motivation. Every time I looked at him, I'm like, oh my God, I want to be the busiest man in show business, even if it's in Malaysia. That was always my my dream though it's not like like yeah you could say like i want to be a host but for me it was like this like if, if teachers were to ask me what do you want to be when you grow up you know you know what i would say Calista? i want to be a successful host then they're like oh you mean you want to be a host i said no i want to be one of the biggest hosts in malaysia they're like why is a dramatic one there are so many hosts out there but for me the one person i really looked up to was seacrest and i just didn't know how he could go on when does this guy even sleep he takes like the red eye flight every sunday night just to reach la the next morning straight to the studio that is crazy and he's already almost 50 Calista. almost 50 that's the one thing you do have in common with him like your ambition and like that's something i've always admired about you because like okay i have ad- ambition but i feel like for me my ambition isn't like laser focused i want to do things but like I-, I don't have a clear picture of what it is i want to do whereas you 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 know exactly where you want to be you have your five-year plan you have your 10-year plan you have okay this week i want to be doing this okay next month i want to launch this you have so many things in the works and that's the kind of discipline that I admire because I've been trying to do this for so many years of my life and I just can't get it is this something like you were born with were you just always like this as a child or so my sister she is like the sore loser kind like you know, if I want something I want something since I was a kid I was always the easygoing person if things don't go my way I, I don't really cry I'd be disappointed but like you know how I'm the kind who's like oh whatever like it's just not meant to be I'm that yes. kind of person you know but at the same time I always had a plan like I always wanted things like even when I was in primary school I wanted to become the head prefect so badly by the time I'm in standard 6 I want to be the head prefect really other people just didn't care they just like I want to write a blog on blog post which is normal what I went through was not normal to be honest you know but it was there from a very young age. And then in secondary school, same thing, Kalista. Must I form one? First week of school, I saw the head prefect, tall, handsome man. He was the head prefect. And I was like, oh my God, when I'm in form five, I want to be the head prefect. And by the way, in standard six, I became the assistant head prefect, not the head prefect. But that made me realize that, hey, it's okay 
to aim high because even if you don't reach there you're going to be somewhere close i think that's where that shaped my mind a bit from a young age and then in secondary school same thing i want to be the head prefect and i was always not scared to shout about my dreams like people would laugh at me like i want to be the head prefect teachers knew about it the head prefect knew about it i would be like i want to be just like you shamelessly same thing guess what when i was one five i was the assistant also You know, I was like, oh, I'm always second best. But again, I didn't rat. I was not like angry at the head prefect. I was that kind like, you know what? It's okay. But I always want to see myself going somewhere close to my end goal. Because we can't control that, right? We mm-hmm. can't control the end destination. We can, though, maneuver the route towards the destination. So that was what was always pushing me to get what I want. Like, I'm, I'm always telling myself, hey, I want to be like Ryan Seacrest. But if I don't become like him, I hope that I'll be successful. That's it. That's all I want. And to be happy. Because successful is very subjective, right? It's yeah. not just about like, achieving and like, oh, I got this, I got that. I don't want to be empty of the inside. So I told myself, no matter what, because I don't know if Seacrest is even happy. We see him successful from the outside, but we don't know what he feels. Mm-hmm. So I think as I age like now, my end goal is just like whatever I'm doing, I just want to be happy. Yeah, and I think like everybody defines success differently, right? Like what I yeah. perceive as success might be completely different from how you perceive success. And we yeah. could be in like the same industry. One of the things I think a lot of people who know you or who have seen your videos or even just on hits, like one of the comments you always get is, oh my gosh, Keanu's confidence, gila. Like, Yucca, really? Yeah. Should I pull up that. that Ed Sheeran video? Because people would say like, cringe, cringe. You do okay. it though. Yeah. Like if I feel something is cringe, like you know me, like <laughs> the word, one of my biggest strengths and weakness is I cannot be fake. You yeah. will see it. Yeah. I can't pretend. I can't fake it. Yeah. If, if I think it's going to be cringe, no matter what I do, it's just not going to come out. But you will go full yeah. blast. Like, yeah, it's going to be cringe. Yeah, people are going to say whatever they're going to say, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's all in the name of entertainment. So where does your confidence right. come from? See, that's a good question because I think that is, um, that is, I would say it's a form of authenticity. You know, because mm. I've always wanted to become real. Frankly speaking, I had my fair share of like criticisms even back in school because mm. I am like this. I'm very flamboyant. So when I was in primary school, people would call me like, oh, you're a you know, like things like that. There was a bad thing that they called me once upon a time, guys. Mm. Bad thing. I used to cry in class. Like I remember like that one time I, I didn't go for I didn't go for PE for physical education because like I didn't like to play football, right? So I just like, oh, I was, I'm sick, teachers. So just, just stay in class. And then this random bunch of boys came in front of the class and like, like, oh, your parents didn't teach you how to become a guy, is it? And I ended up crying in class alone. This is when I was in standard two. And I think I struggled with my identity for a long time. Throughout primary school, I was always trying to act as if I was very tough, you know, because mm. I was scared get of these bullies and then in secondary school i think i got less of those experiences but i told myself i just wanted to embrace the real me which is flamboyant like i can be like i want to be mentally tough rather than just physically looking tough but on the inside you could say something small it could trigger me and i could crumble you know like most yeah. guys like toxic masculinity lah. so that was the point i think secondary school i told myself dude just embrace yourself which was not easy and then slowly even when i stepped foot in the industry when i first did my live show back in 2018 i remember being myself like if i were to laugh like like the wacko laugh or like or like you know just becoming very flamboyant on screen people would comment stuff like who the heck is this host get him off the show and all that and i was like but the funny thing is at that point i think i was really immune because I, i was i tak terasa i was not offended i laughed about it and then i think once i got into hits 
it was still a struggle for two years because people were telling me stuff like, you know, like, oh, you sound like this, you sound like that. But after, I think only this year in this pandemic, I sound just like Keno Azman finally after two years, to be honest. Because at first, you know, I think you would understand this too when you're yeah, on the radio. I still struggle right? with that. I still struggle with it. But I feel like you sound, from the first time I heard you, I was like, you sound exactly like you. And I was like, how does Kalista do it, man? It's like how she laughs when she's on the phone. I always control control before this, like, <laughs> well, all right then, right now. Keno Azman doesn't talk like that. Keno Azman talks like this, you know? So over time, I am Yeah, I feel like the thing is, if you go back to what you said, like when you were in school, you you found yourself early, and that's why you struggled to find yourself on camera. But Mm. you knew who you you were inside. I feel like that's something that I struggle with. Whereas I know who I portray myself to be on camera, but being someone from, especially from like a mixed background, and I think a lot of mixed kids can kind of relate to this. You always feel like you don't belong because it's true. Like you, like for me, I'm not Chinese enough to fit in with the Chinese kids but then I'm not like white enough to fit in with the white kids and then like there's also that language barrier as you know with Malay because even though I speak Malay the Malay is different because I'm from Sabah so when I'm in Semenanjong it's weird and then you've got all this pressure to sound a certain way which no matter how much I try so I know who I was portraying in front of the camera and and, and on air but on the inside I, I don't really know which direction is is the real direction I want to go in and right. I think that's something that because I was also talking to a lot of mixed kids recently and I think it's something that we will struggle with for a long time you, you'll just never find that mold to fit in and even with English English. Like my accent sounds completely different talking to different people. You know, if you right, hear me speak right. to my mom, it's like completely different. If you hear me speak yeah. to my Chinese friends in English, it's different. So yeah. that's something that I, I feel like I struggle with that I've always admired about you because I, I knew from the get-go that yes, you are pretty confident in who you are, but you don't know which Keanu to bring out for this show or which Keanu to bring out for that show. But you know what? I can relate to that in a different way. I can't really fit in 100% with girls only. I can't fit mm. in with like boys, boys. And then slowly I realized that everyone struggles with this kind of thing in different ways, you know, just in one way or another. Like for me, okay, I always had more girlfriends since I was a kid. Maybe that was partially why people always like tease me as well. Like, oh, you got no guy friends, you're not guy enough. And then I fought so hard to get like guy friends in college and that did not work out that well too. And now I feel more comfortable because I feel like I don't even need to choose, you know, it's like, and not a one shoe fits all kind of Mm -hmm. thing, you know, it's like, we got to be versatile maybe because honestly, I can't fit into one particular group too actually. When I started the show, I said we're, we're very different. We're like hits days and hits nights. <laughs> and if I bring it back to that, I was the complete opposite of you. Growing up, all my friends were boys. I didn't want to wear skirts oh until my, my friends forced me at like 15, 16 years old. <gasps> I didn't know this. You can't imagine, right? Yeah. And I was always like, I never really dealt with that that many bullying situations yeah. because I was always with the guys and I will fight you, you know? But Oh, that makes sense. Why Kalista's like this now? <laughs> no one can mess with her. Now we know why. See psychology 101, guys. Always look back. Why? You know that. There's is always a reason. Yeah, but but now that I've grown up, like you know me, I'll I'll always be ready to put on a dress. Uh, most yes. of my friends are girls. Yes. It's just funny how things work out. <laughs> Precisely. That's the beauty of growing up, actually. Like you don't know how you're gonna be like when you're an adult, okay? Once oh you've entered the working world. We evolve constantly, right? That's how complex human beings are. So what Keanu said is true. However you are in high school, however you are in college, honestly, it doesn't matter because 10 years down the line, you're going to be a completely different person. Oh my God, you know what? In in my case, it's language as well. So I was never into Malay media when I was younger. I mean, I did watch Malay dramas and all that. And I was so focused on like, Hollywood, Hollywood, I want to be like Seacrest, Seacrest, Seacrest. Now, I think 
even our boss hi Priya like she'd be like Kianu you're too Malay like you know like 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 this is an English station until I don't know if you remember this Kalista but in my earlier days of hits I would get an email from the boss directly okay like CC Priya CC 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 all the names please tell Kianu to lesson using Malay. And I was like, it was that severe, my Malay in my talk sets. And that's the thing about branding, kan? because hits is always known as like that American English Malaysian way of conversing with our yeah. listeners. There are some stations that cater to like more Manglish things, but we are known from last time. We're like the very proper English. So Keanu, please be more American, okay? Keanu, please stop going against the rules, Keanu Asman. I remember you used to get a comment from a particular person. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. Every time there's a video with me. Yeah, they're like, oh, this guy and his like Malaysian English English and I used to think like Kenneth English is fine what are you talking about but you know what it is it's literally just sometimes you don't need to do something wrong if people want you to be wrong you're wrong yeah yeah you know yeah. like if they want to like it they'll like it if they don't no matter what you do they won't that's true and also sometimes right even though these comments can be harsh but when we read them at that point of time oh my god you get so mad but over yeah. over time you look at it as constructive criticism I mean we're not encouraging you guys to comment as harsh as that by the yeah, way like get don't. fired don't do that lie, you know but at the same time when you're in our position over time we tend to reflect and like I did kind of use too much Malay words like mm. uh, in a certain way you know so now I feel like I've improved more in that sense but still I got more comfortable with like when I'm doing a Malay show I'm comfortable doing like full on Malay nowadays you know if it's in English do it in English okay that's what I wanted to ask you because you you never used to consume Malay media but because most of the shows that you host nowadays are in Malay so the way you host in English and the way you host in Malay is very very different and it's something that I can't grasp so how did you learn how to do it in a very Malay okay. media type of way started with my love for Indonesian entertainment one thing I like about Indonesia is that they value their culture they value their language you know there are so many hosts who of course host in, in English you know but at the same time when it comes to hosting in native Indonesian they would do it with a bank. So I was mm. like, okay, I've been... And English is my first language, you know. In my family, my we, we speak English since I was a kid. It's English, English, English. But in school, my friends mostly, we spoke Malay and everything. So I had the best of both worlds. My sister, on the other hand, could not speak English until... Eh, could not speak Malay till she was like in standard ones and two people would tease her like, eh, Melayu jenis apa ni? You know, don't do this to people, okay? Don't try this at school yeah. and at home, okay, guys? But she used to kind of these things. I was the one child who understood Malay very fast, who spent a lot of time with my mate when I was a kid, an Indonesian mate, you know? So slowly, I think when I got into the, the entertainment industry... My first show was a Malay show. And I was like, oh, matila I, habis, habis. I don't know how to do Malay very well. Slowly, I realized that, eh, I actually kind of like the Malay scene as well. Because all this while, I was always, again, this is the thing about outcasts, you know. I always felt like I didn't really belong in the Malay, Malay community. Kan? That's why I was always more inclined towards the English community. But when I surrounded myself with this Malay artist and everything, I said, eh, best juga. Actually, this is quite fun. Because I get to know about the Malay native language and the entertainment and all that. And then slowly, I realized, that our entertainment value is getting better like the production of the music that's why I realised that okay you know what what I really love doing English contents uh, getting like guests to speak English but I want to make Malay content because I want to highlight about these things you know I really care about these values like production value even in movies for example if I look at a movie that I think editing was good cinematography was good I'm like I don't want to see the same Malay interviews yang macam ha tell us about the movie ha so uh, best up like okay these questions are great like but it's too frequent uh, what about what if these people in the Malay scene they also want to be asked good questions mm -hmm. you know about like the backstory behind it you know the script how did why did you choose this why did you agree to this craft and all that so I said hey you know what if I'm done condemning how interviewers in the Malay community 
Uh, some of them are good, but some are, honestly speaking, like it's so on the surface. And we've been doing this for so long already. So I said, I don't want to condemn. I want to be in it, be the change that you want to see, you know? So that's what really started everything. That's why I'm doing my talk show and everything. Like ask the questions that you want to hear these artists being asked. I just want to say like one thing about Keanu and I've told him this before, like the last time we took him out for his birthday, <laughs> he was trying to play a game. So we deflected by making oh. him the center of attention instead. So oh, what do you guys like about the, Keanu? Eh? We went around okay. the table and I don't know whether you remember what I said, but I still stand by that. And okay. it's that for me, Keanu's best quality is he is such a supportive person. Oh. He always makes it a point to you know boost up his friends he makes it a point to bring attention to things that maybe other people will overlook if he knows you 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 want something he will try his best to like get it to you or at least you know drag the horse to water he can't force the horse to drink but he'll drag the horse to water and hopefully it'll happen he's just someone who is very committed to shining a spotlight on other people's good points and i feel like that is for lack of a better word, like it's karma. It, it, it reflects back on you because you do that for other people. And then it reflects back to you because other people in turn want to do the same. Good so God. I, no, oh, don't cry. <laughs> be right back, guys. And we'll, be, we'll be back after the break. Okay, guys. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> it's so sure. Why am I doing this? <laughs> the season finale must have, you know, tears of joy and tears of sadness. Exactly. <laughs> And no show can be complete without some Keanu Asman drama. So, <laughs> But you, you see, that's something that I really <clears throat> hope more people do, which mm. is like uplift each other. It's not always about the big things like, oh my God, you just got something, like let's celebrate. It could be tiny things like you sitting yeah. at a table with friends. And like, let's say, let's say if Kalissa brings a new friend there and like no one knows that friend. I don't like seeing anyone being left behind. I don't like that. Because I think we all know how that feels like, right? You should like, that's why people say read the room, you know, because we need to make everyone included, you know? So sometimes when you see, I'm very, I try to be attentive. As much as I talk a lot, but I like to make people like, okay, I do want to talk, but let's include you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not necessarily like, okay, you talk, but like, I want to talk, but I will introduce you like, hey, aren't you the nini nini nini? Always, I, I try to do that. You know, like even yeah. when I tried to audition for this Malaysia on Astro, Hiro Ramaja, right? Everyone mm-hmm. was like this. <laughs> it's a, like a male beauty pageant. Like, huh. Hmm. And I was like, where are you from? <laughs> I'm just like asking <laughs> them. And then everyone started like, from like, Tlango, shut up. Uh-uh. And then at the end of the day, we're all like laughing. Ha <laughs> And that made me so happy. And then when they texted me and said that like, oh, Keanu, you broke the ice for me. I was so nervous, but I felt better. That, that, that makes me happier than even getting the job, to be honest. I'm still happy that we made the connection with people around me. Frankly, when I leave a company, like from my previous jobs and all that phone, it's always the people that I still hold on to. Like even from my advertising job, which was like, what, three years ago, we're still super close because I try to keep a good rapper with anybody, no matter what happened at that point of time. Mm. Once I'm out of there, I will never forget and I will never... I will try to keep the bond as close as possible. I think that's something that I just like inclusion. You know, I like to include anyone and everyone. No one should feel left behind. No matter mm-hmm. what you do, no one should feel like, oh my God, I want to be here. Like, even if it's an awkward time, I think someone needs to at least involve you in a conversation. Yeah, I think I think you definitely do that very well. Sometimes too well. <laughs> as we have told him many times at uh, dinner parties. But <laughs> behave yourself, you know. Behave yourself, you know. Yeah. Like, okay. so That's never like, gonna happen, stop, kan? Stop. <laughs> salam, but, salam lah. Buat open house, macam open house sendiri. Oh my god, Kenu, calm down. You said you didn't speak 
you weren't comfortable speaking Malay, but your first show ever was a Malay show. So how did you even get it comfortable speaking the language? I was doing like a digital show already prior to that with this one media company, lah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was in 2017. Okay. Then the, it was an English show, by the way. And then the producer said, "Hey, this one channel they're looking for a new host, lah, for their new program." I said, "Okay, let me send." Is it Malay, by the way? Aya, Malay. Aya, uh, the one lah. No, no, just try, just try. Can you seriously just try? Okay. And guess how my audition video was, eh? <coughs> Macam perimpunan sekolah guys Macam ni Baiklah tuan-tuan dan puan-puan I, I kid you not Kalista I still have the video on my phone Tuan-tuan dan puan-puan ha, Hari ini Saya akan bersama dengan seorang Like so formal Dengan sampai tuan-tuan puan-puan Mana ada pembaca berita pun They don't address you as like Ladies and gentlemen Okay this is not a formal Company dinner So I sent it And then I was like Ah I'm not going to get it lah Okay that was my bad habit Once upon a time Even when it came to hits I was like Ah I'm not going to get it lah Like to downplay myself Don't do that guys So I was like Ah not going to get it And then like A month later I got a random call ah, Hi we're calling from this show I'm like Huh uh, Yeah can you come in for a, Like a second audition Eh Okay I went in But that time I was like Okay I studied like Malay shows and all that Poor not the best Malay But I tried to deliver As, as Malay as I could Multiple rounds And then I got the show Still struggle Because on the show For example It'd be like this Like, baiklah semua, hari ini we will be with Kalista. You cannot do that. You know, we cannot do that. Actually, that's a formula. You can use Manglish, but finish like one sentence in Malay, then with English. Not mm. both. You can't jumble up in one sentence. But believe it or not, Kalista, my Malay improved when I was in hits. Funny, kan? And now I consume even more Malay entertainment. Like, every day I would consume at least like a talk show or like drama or something like that. You know, because reading is one thing. But when you're listening, conversational. Okay, but okay. So, that means your first, your first industry job wasn't in Malay. It was in English. Actually, yes. Which is hardly even in my resume, to be honest. But I did that for about a year. So, how did you, how did you get that job? Then? That. Yeah. For sure, you went up to the door and were like, Hello, my name is Keanu Asman. <laughs> you should take me as your new host. <laughs> The ones that I did that, I got rejected before that so many times. Oh, yeah. interesting. So can I tell like chronologically, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll shorten it. I'll chronologically, yes. like the rejections leading up to that. So <laughs> my first audition, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like my first audition that I got rejected was when I was in college. They were looking for a travel host. I was like, I will go, I will go. I was so early and everything. I went, hosted, hi, semua, Malaysia. Hi, semua, da, 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 da. The casting director was like, oh, um, maybe hosting is not meant for you. He said that <gasps> to me. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. But I said, it's okay. Maybe we can try again next time. But I honestly don't see that. And then I said, okay. And I, it was beside Tropicana City Mall. And then I went across. I crossed the bridge and I cried. I'll never be a good host. I remember that. Called my mom. Yeah. My mom said, no lah, saya, no lah. It's okay. And then another audition I went to, also I did not get shortlisted. Okay. And then um, the one that I, my my English, the first English show that I did. We're not going to mention the name, yeah, guys. Since this one is from another network. But this one is the one that Henry Golding got last time. Marion Conter, that one. Remember not. Let's start with a Q, that one. Can I remember or not? Mm. 12 o'clock midnight mm. last time. <laughs> <laughs> that one lah. You all know okay, right? Okay, uh, that one. <laughs> I just got back from Phuket from, with my family. We, we came back from a family trip. We landed. I, I off my airplane. My friend sent me that poster of the audition. Hey, you should go. It's tomorrow at 8 in the morning till 5. I'm like, ah, jet lag lah. For some reason, the next morning, I woke up so early at 6 in the morning. I was fresh. Now I was like, what am I doing? Eh, oh my God, should I wake my father up? I was only 18 or 19. Yeah, I was 18, I think. Went to my dad. Eh, Abba, Abba, can you take me to this place or not for the audition? Ah, can. Okay. So my dad took me there. I was the first person who arrived. Oh my gosh, okay. First. Yeah, I was like, okay. So I went in, <clears throat> did my thing and everything. And it was just myself. I came out of the room, Kalista. Boom, penuh, full. I was like, there goes my chance. Like, <laughs> I <laughs> 
know people always say like don't be the first or like don't come too fast right because they're going to forget about you once yeah. they see other candidates that was how i felt I was wait like, which year was this 2016 okay and then i really thought and you know they, that was like when insta stories and everything started already so i stopped mm. their profile and they were insta storying everyone except for me lah because i think when i first went in they didn't think of insta storying first so i was like ah, ah okay lah that goes my chance everyone's so talented a month later they called me they said i got it so i was like oh, okay i was Of course, I was ecstatic. It was my first open door to the entertainment industry for me. But then, honestly, the whole year, I felt like I was not progressing. I felt like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I will never be whoever I want to be like, you know. And then slowly, that's how people say, like, patience is a virtue and just keep working hard because you don't know. I didn't ask for the other audition that to, that led me to my TV show. It just happened. And that one also, I was like, don't want lah, don't want lah. Suddenly, I got in. Kids also, guys, if you all want to know, when our boss Priya called me and I was like, I don't want to do radio. I just want to do TV. So mengada, right? People would kill for the hits job, guys. And then like, the one lah. The one lah. I still have the text to my mom. I don't think I'll get it. But it's okay. It's not like I want it anyway. So mengada tak? And now? I was like, I want TV. And two years of your I, life. Oh my God. <laughs> two years of my... It consumes most of the time of my day. You know? So that was pretty much the Kenu Azman career chronology. You know what's weird? Yeah. Every audition that I went to, this was way before like hits. Every single audition I left the room And I think we did an audition together as well And every single audition I've been to Everyone's like Oh that was That was not bad Oh it's quite good But I've never gotten a TV gig I've never But been Maybe outright. that's not what you really want Maybe that's not what you really want Maybe your heart knows best I, I feel know. like Yes we we get what we attract Things that we don't realise Che Welcome to the philosophy of Keno Azman and Kalista <laughs> Lialiu Okay guys I always believe in that Like you are so good with your TikToks and everything like, That's something that I frankly speaking I cannot do But mm. Kalista When you do it You could do effortlessly I mean I think she puts in a lot of work it looks effortless yeah. but it's a lot of work going a on lot there of, a lot of effort exactly but I feel like you do get what you attract so when I feel like when a person tries and I'm like maybe that's not what you genuinely want you know maybe I don't know I, I think especially like before hits like I had like really bad stage fright I think I was also putting out the energy where I was I want to try but I'm also really scared to get it right, so maybe right. that's the energy I was putting out because every audition I left everyone was always giving me good feedback but then I always walk away as the shortlisted one until right, right. hits and I never approached hits hits came to me not like hits came and approached me like please be our announcer but hits fell onto my lap it wasn't something right. that I seeked out yeah so I think sometimes life kind of works that way like like Keanu said you might be chasing something that's not really meant for you but when other opportunities come just take it because you don't know where it's going to take you I always believe in that frankly speaking things that I Like there were so many times where like I also failed auditions even after getting hits and all that means it's like it's not like my reject- rejection stopped once upon a time it's still ongoing actually you know even my latest TV show that I'm doing now I got rejected like two years ago and then they recalled me two years later because they still have my profile and I do realize that yes I've been wanting to do TV like since I was small like even you know like even our boss keep, tell- keep telling me this like honestly Kenu I don't think I will ever give you a breakfast show in radio because I know you don't even want to do it I said it's true I would rather wake up at 5 in the morning to do breakfast Uh, breakfast TV than mm. breakfast radio you know and I feel like the likelihood of me to get a breakfast TV show is is higher than radio also because of again what we attract what we 
genuinely want on the inside things yeah. that we don't know because the universe or god knows more than what we do to be honest you know so there were times when like i would get disappointed like oh my god i worked so hard for this why did i not get it only to realize that could be months later or years later that actually right if i had i gotten that i would i don't think i'd be as happy as now for instance my studies i did not like my last education background was a diploma after that i wanted to do my degree cannot kalista i already went to university i registered and everything and then the tv show happened literally it just came and i was like it's foolish of me not to say yes to this lah i mean how often does a tv show come to a 9 yeah. to 21 year old at time so i took it and then the tv show crashed ratings did not do so well i did not apply to hits i went to another university paid my down payment which is non refundable i think a week later we got i got the call and then i was like okay <gasps> I remember this. Right. And that that made me realize that I cannot go against the universe's plans because I don't know so many things but I will know the reasoning behind this later. And now I do see that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like at this point also like I need to earn for my family. I'm technically the breadwinner of the family. If I went to uni, I'd probably be graduating last year. That's it. And then now what do I not start work and everything? I need to help my family financially as well. So I feel like the universe knows exactly why. At that point, at 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 the point of disappointment, it feels horrible. But later on because again it's not like you just winged it every audition you going like ah what am i talking about i don't know like krista still puts in the work so if you to me if you don't get something that you work hard for there's a reason for that there's always a reason for that but guys psa don't see me going audition like i don't know what this is ah huh? oh uh, what's the name of the show ah huh? oh welcome to the c word yes where we talk about co- oh not co- oh not not covid ah huh? oh oh Content. Sorry, yes, that one you're intentionally getting rejected. You want to be rejected. That's why yeah. you attract. But Kalista does not do that. So when you say that you walk away like, huh? Just as shortlisted. But still, that means you did put in your all. But it's not meant for you in those certain mm-hmm. parts. You know. Yeah. I believe in that. Yeah, and I think like you mentioning the C word, like it took me so long to like start doing this podcast. Kianu knows he was doing an episode a week, and I saw like how much work he was putting in, and I was scared. I was like. I don't know whether I, I can DMs, commit to huh? this. But you know why I do all these things sometimes? It's because I don't know like what is my branding also. Because I think we're mm. all figuring out what we like to do too. Like talk yeah. show is something that I realize is so me now. Last time I'm like, oh no no no, I want to do like this entertainment news. Like, hey guys, it's me Kenny Wasman. But I think Kalista knows this, and everyone who knows me would know that I am a very people person. You know, I enjoy interviews. I enjoy even if Dua Lipa is beside me, I want to talk to you like you're my bestie. That that's mm. just how I like to do it. You know, it's not the best interviewing style because interviewing also needs like a form of formality and everything but Kenu Azman I can't help it that's why I told myself the closest to that is a talk show and if no one's going to offer it to me then I want to do it myself first you know and I'm enjoying it because it's like at the end of the day we want to do things that we enjoy at at the start we're like oh will this work are people going to like this am I going to get a lot of viewers that's important of course but at the same time what do you want it that's why this industry can be very people pleasing because we tend to think about what they want what they want what do clients want what do what's going to increase the like of this but if it makes you happy that's good but if you don't like it you're going to burn out man from the things that you do and i don't want that that's the last thing i want and i've yeah. had my fair share of that too many so usually i'll end like a uh, an episode like this with asking like oh do you have any advice but i feel like this whole episode has kind of been us being like okay you give this advice if you don't like that don't worry there's a different perspective over here <laughs> Which is Uncle great. Kianu, it is not Uncle Rogers, Uncle Kianu. <laughs> But if you see Kianu like in a group, he's completely different from how he is when you're with him one on one. I think so too. 
Yeah. Keanu is talkative in both situations, but very a, a very different kind of talkative until it hits about 10 o'clock. If it hits 10 o'clock, Keanu, it doesn't matter how much fun you're having. And oh my God, this used to offend me so much when we first met. Keanu is always, I'm like having so much fun, you know? I'm like, oh my God, this is such a good day out. This is, Keanu will be like, okay, I gotta go. Out of nowhere, he doesn't even like let you finish your sentence. It just hits that time and he's like, I gotta go. And he rushes off. Like he'll throw money at you for his food and he's gone. I'm like, that's true. Oh, well. And then you realize that's just Ken Wasman. Yes, then I realized that's just Ken Wasman because we could be at a party with everybody having fun and he would be the one in the middle like, okay, guys, it's been great. I got to go now. And where's he going? He's going nowhere. I remember the first time, the first few times you, you did this, everyone's like, oh my God, why is Ken like, yeah. I continue the okay. conversation like it's just normal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think I think we need another episode to psychoanalyze Kenu. But thank you for joining me for this week's episode. We better end it before Hannah kills us, our editor. Thank, thank you, you so Kalista. Thank you, Hannah, <laughs> for editing and for, you know, like going to the hot, hot time editing this season well, finale again. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know is there's a team behind the podcast and uh, two people on that team have told me to uh, not make this podcast two hours long because they knew my guest was Oh my go. God. <laughs> Sorry, but guys. Yeah, thank you for joining me on this episode of The C Word. And if you want to follow Keanu, which you should, where can they find you? My Instagram ID is Keanu Azman. Uh, my Twitter is The Keanu Azman. Don't ask why that's the, <laughs> that I'm not conceited. It's just that Keanu Azman taken already. I forgot the password of that. I keep doing that again. So yeah. yeah seems and right. you can find me 8pm to midnight every weekday on Hits tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> thank you, Kalista. with Callista.